But when the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. Then Jesus said unto them, Children, have ye any meat? They answered him, No. And he said unto them, Cast the net unto the right side of the ship, and ye shall find. They cast therefore, and now they were not able to draw it for multitude of fish. Therefore the disciple, the, that disciple whom Jesus loved said unto Peter, It is the Lord. Now when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he greeted his fishing coast unto him, and for he was naked, <laughs> and cast himself into the sea. And, it is, and as soon as then as they were come to land, they saw a fire of coal there, and fish laid thereon and bread. And Jesus said unto them, Bring of the fish which ye have now caught. Simon went up and drew the net to land full of great fishes, and a hundred and fifty fish there. And for all there was so many, yet was not the net broken. And Jesus said unto them, Come and dine. And none of his disciples drought that asked him, Who art thou? Knowing that it was the Lord. Praise the Lord. I think maybe Jesus was the master of these guys. And I, I, I think he, he loved um, bread and sardine a lot. Because, I mean, he was already eating bread and fish. And, you know, he shared fish and bread again. Many times, Jesus had uh, always talked about bread. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And many times, you, you will hear that Jesus Christ walked right through them. You know, there was a time that Jesus was talking to people. And the people were like, catch him, let us kill him. And the Bible says he walked right through them. And they did not know, they did not see him. I don't even understand that kind of magic. Praise the Lord. But it's a powerful one because you're all looking at me right now. And I'm like passing through you again. Praise the Lord. Then again he was unsure and he said to Peter them, have you guys caught any fish? They said no. And he said, cast your net. We are all blind to Jesus Christ. On the normal day, we can't see him. Do you know that? His only introductions are through his works. So he had to do a miracle again for them to know this is Jesus Christ. Not that he's not there. We let the worries of life blind us from seeing God. And so he always needs to be emphasized by saving us from problems. Praise the Lord. He was there, but they didn't see him. Until when he had done a miracle, and they're like, oh, this miracle is not normal. That's Jesus. Praise the Lord. And even when they were, according to the Bible, they were with him again on the shore. And they said none of the disciples, none of the disciples said to him, who is this? Meaning, they could not really say this is Jesus, but they just knew it was Jesus. Praise the Lord. So all of them were coming up to speed at different paces. But what is more important to us in this um, scripture that we read? Let's start with Peter. In Luke, um, Jesus Christ prayed for Peter. He said, the devil has come to, you know, steal your soul. But I pray, I have prayed for you that your faith will not fail and that you will give hope to your brothers. Praise the Lord. Peter was already put in a place of authority amongst the disciples. You know, um, all of them would listen to Peter. And at the time when Jesus was gone, he was like the one they could listen to. And he said to them, let's go and fish. And they followed him. Praise the Lord. Now, Jesus Christ said to Peter, I pray for you. I have prayed for you that the devil will not steal your soul. You will not lose your faith. Why? Because 
something great was about to happen to Peter. The one whom Peter said he loved so much was about to be taken, care of, taken from him and that Peter would deny him. So the problem there was not Peter denying Jesus. The problem was how would Peter stand on his feet knowing that he had denied Jesus? How would Peter look back to the disciples and say to them, come together, let us worship a God that does not exist? Meanwhile, in his mind, he knows that he doesn't, when there was a time to die for the so-called Lord, he said he loved, he could not die for him. So that was going to take Peter away from God. And you can see clearly that Peter was already going through a lot. That's why Peter remembered that, oh, I used to have a hobby, which was fishing. It was the same fishing he was doing when he met Jesus, and he was like, well... Now that things look like this. Praise the Lord. So just, uh, just when Peter was about to lose all hope in God, Jesus Christ showed up because the prayer he had made was that Jesus, Peter would not lose his faith. And so the prayer was answered. And just when everything seemed like Peter was back to who he was, you know, casting fish, casting net throughout the night without catching any fish, Jesus Christ came true. Praise the Lord. So Jesus Christ prayed for Peter, and we saw the answers of the prayer. When his faith was about to die, Jesus Christ came through and reminded him that, look, you're still the same Peter that I love from the beginning by providing fish. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And the Bible accounted that what? The fish were so many, there were about 150 fish. The nets, how many are they? They would not be able to finish that fish. All the time, the miracle of God will be surplus that is going to pass you to other people. And the Bible said the net did not break. The Bible did not mention it for no reason. It pointed out to us that sometimes we see an opportunity God gives us and it seems too big or too good to be true that we don't have the ability to carry. It's not about us. It's about the miracle of God. So the net would not break in spite of it being over full because it was not just a natural incident. It was a miracle. Praise the Lord. Some of us have um, a calling that God is calling us daily. Say, come and do this thing. Or something is being laid in our mind to do, but we look at it that this thing is too big. We don't have the ability. We don't have the capability. It's not about us. It's about God. Praise the Lord. It's not about us. It's It's about God and what God is going to do through us. We're just a vessel. Praise the Lord. Remember, the Bible says what Peter was naked before God. <laughs> it reminds me of some people in the Garden of Eden. But did you see that this time, in the first time in the Old Testament, there was law, and when the people were naked, they hid themselves. But this one now, Peter was naked and he ran to God. Praise the Lord. He took cover, jumped into the water, and began to swim to the shore. Praise the Lord. To meet who? Jesus. So, the grace of God reunites us with the Father. The Bible says, my arms are not short, I can't save you, my ears are not deaf, I can't hear you, but your sin has separated us. So, at the first people, even God, they made leaves, clothes of leaves and they were like, stay away from us, we're naked. And this God that they were staying away from made cloth and brought to them. Praise the Lord. But a time, a second time now, Peter had offended God in his mind, even to us. 
All of us keep judging Peter. Peter denied Jesus. Peter denied Jesus. Peter denied Jesus. We that we deny Jesus for less. If they tell you come and collect 10,000 this morning in my Tama, you will not come to service. God understands. So is it you that is rushing for 10,000 in my Tama that they will bring knife? I want to come and cut your head. Are you? <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, Peter had offended himself and he thought he had offended God. Adam and Eve offended themselves. Praise the Lord. Do you know they offended themselves? Because he said what? This is the fruit of life and what death, Abby. You now went to go and take what will open your eyes to evil. And of good, good, of evil, good and evil, sorry, not life and death. So they wanted to experience evil now. That's why they went to go and take it. Who did they offend? Praise the Lord. If Jesus had not come to Peter, Peter would never forgive himself for denying Jesus. And you see, Peter wanted to run away from responsibility. Peter stood up and said, let me go and fish. Praise the Lord. But the disciples said, we'll all come with you because who will we follow now? And Jesus appeared to Peter. Just at the moment when Peter would give up hope, Jesus was there for him. And from that moment, everything changed. Praise the Lord. Now let's continue reading. And Jesus said unto them, Come and dine. This is twelve. And none of the disciples' dogs asked him, Who art thou? Knowing that he was the Lord. Jesus then cometh and taketh bread and gave them, gave us, and ah, no for this King James one, and gave us them and fish likewise. This is now the third time Jesus showed himself to his disciples after that he was risen from the dead. So when he had dined, Jesus said unto, unto Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than this? And he said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. And he said unto him, Feed my lambs. He then said again, he said to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. And he said unto him, Feed my sheep. He said unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he had said unto him the third time, lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus said unto him, Feed my sheep. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, When thou wast young, thou guarded them thyself, and walketest without thou wouldest. But when thou shalt be old, thou shalt stretch forth thy hands, and another shall guard thee. I carry thee without thou wouldest wouldest not. This spake he signifying by what death he should glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said unto him, Follow me. Then Peter, turning about, sees his disciples whom Jesus loved, following, following which also leaned on his breast at the supper, and said, Lord, which will betray thee? Peter, seeing him, said unto Jesus, Lord, what shall this man do? And Jesus said unto him, If, I will tarry, if that he will tarry till I come, what is it to thou? Follow thou me. Then when the saying abroad among the brethren that the disciple shall not die, yet Jesus said unto him, shall, He shall not die. Jesus said not unto him, He shall not die. If I will tarry, if that he will, he tarry till I come, 
What is it to thee? This is the disciple which testified of these things and wrote these things, and we may know that his testimony is true. Praise the Lord. Now, Peter, um, God, Jesus Christ turned to Peter and asked him, Do you love me? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Do you love me? Peter had already acted in a way that seemed like he wasn't so much in love with Jesus. You know, Peter went to meet Jesus and said, Lord, I will die for you. If he means me dying, I will die. I will never leave your side. But he left his side. And then Jesus Christ came back and asked him, Do you love me? It's always an important question. When you've been hit by sin, when you've done all the wrong things, he would always come and ask you, so how do you see me now? Are we still cool? Praise the Lord. It should be Peter who should be asking Jesus, Jesus, do you still love me after what I've done? But Jesus is asking Peter, do you love me? Because for me, I know I love you. For you, do you find a place in your heart to understand that what you did was human? But I see above that, and I want us to continue. And Peter said, I love you, Lord. You know? Praise the Lord. And see, that's the difference. When you experience the love of God, you want more. This was not the same confession that Adam and Eve made. This was not the same confession that a lot of people in the Old Testament made. In fact, most of them would always go and prepare for the punishment of God. Don't take it like a man. You know, once you've offended God, go and wait for the consequences. Just one guy you know, that would, was aware of the fact that Jesus, God loved him and he was always capitalizing. That's David. Praise the Lord. And Jesus asked him again, do you love me? Jesus wanted to uproot the guilt in him. Praise the Lord. You know that, right? Jesus asked him again, do you love me? He wants to uproot the guilt in his heart. Because maybe in some small corner, there might still be a guilt. That why is this man asking me if I love him? Is it because of what I've done? Praise the Lord. So Jesus was very cunning. He wanted to make Peter. He wanted to break Peter. And for some of us, once we get to that point, we'll be like, fine, I know I fucked up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I shouldn't have denied you. But Peter said, you know all things. You know all things. You know if I love you or not. So why are you, why are you tormenting me by asking me if I love you? Praise the Lord. Lord, you know all things. You should know if I love you or not. Praise the Lord. When the chips are down, I pray we remember to say, God, you know all things. Because it's funny how the devil can make us not see our shortcomings as a limitation on our part. But we make us see it like we have been weaker to God. And so God does not want us anymore. Praise the Lord. And so we feel that we have hurt God in such a way that God cannot forgive us.
So when God is, is not interested in that thing anymore, we bring it before God. And just before Jesus will say, Peter, do you love me? Peter will begin to say, God, see, you know that that day, I don't know what came over me. <laughs> Praise the Lord. We had gone past this already. I mean, I'm even dead and I've woken up from the dead. What consigned me with? Bless bygones with bygones. Praise the Lord. And so he said, Peter, if you love me, these ones, cater for them. Do you know that if Peter had not gone through that singular act, he would not be able to tender to those sheep? Do you know that? Do you know? Because it takes one who has tested fall to understand those who have fallen. If Peter had not been in that situation, he would not understand when um, the church members are, are coming short of God's glory. He would not understand. Peter was a haggard man until that thing happened to him. That was a changing experience for Peter. And so when all the disciples would come and report to Peter how people are misbehaving, Peter would be like, leave them now. Let us take care of them. Let us show compassion. That would have not been Peter. Peter would have said, will you people get out from here? Because for Peter, it was all about your strength and your zeal. But this thing made him understand that it was about the grace of God and the mercy of God. So God used that to break Peter. But this is it. People think Peter sinned against God. No. God used that to break Peter. Peter would have sinned if Peter had run away from God. That would have been the sin. If Peter would have abandoned his calling to be a fisher of men, that would have been the sin. But Jesus Christ preempted it and he said, I pray for you and I have prayed for you that your faith will stay. And when your faith stays, you will become a pillar to the rest people. Praise the Lord. And my brothers and sisters, why am I telling you this today? It's because Jesus Christ prayed for us. And so when you don't know this, that prayer is working for you. Praise the Lord. When you don't know this, that prayer is working for you. We have wired our minds in such a way that we feel that whatever evil comes to us is as a result of our offense. It is true sometimes we have caused some things on us because the Bible says do not be deceived whatsoever a man so we will reap. But there are certain things that is not evil. It's just what God is doing to us for a particular purpose. Praise the Lord. I heard the preacher this morning say on the TV that James was not active in the church and that was why Herod could kill James. But Peter was active and I'm like, why are you saying rubbish? That's the truth. He's not saying the right thing. Because Peter was also crucified. What of John? John that lived the oldest, was he very active in church? Okay, what of Jesus? Who was more active than Jesus? Praise the Lord. So, we've come from a foundation in Christianity where it seems like it's a give and take transaction between us and God. So if you don't do for God, God will not do for you. It's not true. The Bible says that before, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Do you understand that while we were insufficient, when we did not even think that God existed, so for some of us, we did not think God existed. Maybe me, I was not born. I was born into Christian home. I don't have the luxury of not thinking God existed. But there are people who, they did not think God existed. 
Now, there are still people that knew God existed and they were actively against God, fighting God. Do you know that? All of them put together, God loved them. And then sent his son to die for them. Even when the disciples went to catch fish inside water, they caught their own fish. What did they come to meet? Jesus had already prepared food, bread and fish. Praise the Lord. So what do you think you want to give to God that God does not already have and is not already willing to give you? So some of us will just sit down because of where we're coming from. You know, a, a continent that started off with um, traditional worship. Do juju. So there's always ritual, there's always sacrifice. And so we are not used to anything coming good and easy. So we cannot believe something is true because it's easy. And so we had to make it difficult. There are people, there are preachers who will tell you that don't tell them this grace message because it will make them to become weak. It has always been the, the thing from the beginning. They've been fighting the grace because they feel it to become weak. But this is God who wants us to live in splendor and in glory. Praise the Lord. Do you even know that there's a part in the Bible where Peter, they were about to preach to a certain tribe. And Peter said, look, don't go and bother them with our commandments, our laws. They have their own culture. Just tell them about what, staying away from adultery and eating food from idols. Praise the Lord. Because the truth is that when Jesus Christ enters into you, you are transformed into a heavenly person. And you behave like a heavenly person. You, you cannot be found guilty of any law. Because what the things your mind will tell you to do are things of compassion. And it will teach you to consider other people. And when you consider every other person, you cannot be found guilty of any law. Praise the Lord. So we've come from a place where we feel like it, we need to do something for God in order for us to, to access this is love. And every single time, every single time, he points out to us that no, he's out for us, he's out to do for us. Praise the Lord. Even when the disciples would say, oh, master, let us rest. The master would say, you rest first. And every time we, the disciples wanted to take charge of the activities, they always made trouble. The one time, I'm sure they must have pressured Jesus, say, you go and sleep now. You've been preaching since all this time. Laba went to go and lie down. They met storm on the road. Praise the Lord. Do you think Jesus did not know that the storm was happening? Who would be sleeping when there is storm? But he knew that nothing would happen. That was why he was calm. And he wanted them to try their faith, to try the things they know. Peter was a more advanced fisherman than anybody. So why would he not be able to stir the storm? Praise the Lord. At least he should know now that storm will come. If things are all perfect, if we're all based on our joy, or our skills and our works, he should have anticipated the storm and said, look, let's not travel this route. Praise the Lord. So... It wasn't anything. And then there was John who was sneaking behind Peter. You know, Jesus said something that is very, very touching there. And I hope a lot of us prepare for old age. He said, a time will come when now you can go wherever you want to go. But a time will come where people will take you where you don't want to go. 
<laughs> you know, my grandfather can come and visit us and he just wants to sit at home and enjoy fresh air. We'll be like, let's go to the mall. And he really does not have any option because we have to hold him. We'll hold his hand. It's where we lead him, he will go. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And my time will come to when somebody will lead me. But he wasn't talking about Peter getting to old age. He was actually saying that, Peter, now you have the power of God, you know, so you would be able to break out of prison. Do you understand? You would heal the blind. You would do everything. But a time will come where you will be weak. It's not that you will be old, but the power of God will not be there to save you because you must suffer and die. Praise the Lord. The same thing, people ask Jesus, say, Jesus, you're the son of God. Bring yourself down from the cross. Even Jesus tried before going to the cross. He met his father. Father, take this cup away from me. He prayed and prayed and prayed. <laughs> he was in so much tension. His sweat became like blood. Can you imagine? If he was not a superhuman, maybe his heart would have shut down. Imagine his pain. Scientists have experienced say it's so much pain and agony for somebody's sweat. That's your vein vessels began to bleed. Just because oh, we don't even imagine the kind of pain he had to bear for us. Then, Jesus Christ remembered that this is the will of God. And then he, he got power and courage and took it like a king. Praise the Lord. So you cannot take the human factor away from Jesus. There's none of us today, no matter how brave and strong we are, that we are put before death that would not be considered. Some of us want to go to heaven so much that we are ready to die. But again, we remember those people who are living behind. Even if we are not scared of pain, we will be scared of the fact that those people will be left alone. Praise the Lord. So Jesus Christ was on the cross and he said, Master, you claim to do all the things you can do. Why can't you bring yourself down from this place? So a time would come for Peter where they would capture him and say, I'm going to kill you. And that angel that always used, eh? and that angel that always used to come from, uh, to come and break him out of prison, will be nowhere. Praise the Lord. And there was John, and John was sneaking. John loved Jesus. John was sneaking behind them. Peter, being a very corny person now, you know, see if you are doing corruption, if you are stealing money, if you don't want the FCC to catch you, share the money. <laughs> Let everybody chop. So, when I say yes, it's because you say, I will talk. Even your guy will enter this thing. You say, ah, I'll leave this one. Praise the Lord. So, Peter quickly thought about it that this thing Jesus is telling him is in secret, but this one that this guy is following us, he will go and talk. So, in order for him not to talk, Jesus, what about this one now? <laughs> Jesus now saw Peter say, See this corny, corny guy. He said, If I want to leave him till I come back. What is it to you? What is your business? Praise the Lord. So that is where it all starts from. Some of us see a church member, and the church member, 20 years, no children, no children, and they say, I'm sure she was in prostitution when she was young. If God does not give her a child, what is it to you? Or you see the one that the children are big, all of them die in play crash. I'm sure the man has put his hand in courtism. What is it to you? You, you have your own cross. They will kill you. You don't know. Just don't worry. Say you, you love me now. You will die for me. That nail will enter your hand. Praise the Lord. And so the same John, 
After that, I told you people, Jesus Christ loved me the most. And the saying was said of him that he would never die. Because Jesus said, and Jesus also repeated again, I did not say he will not die. I only say, what if? Praise the Lord. But they went about saying that John will not die. And John believed it. And so John did not die. <laughs> John literally went to heaven as a person, saw heaven and came back. Praise the Lord. John was very old. He died of natural cause. Among all the disciples, they even put him in hot boiling oil and he escaped. Praise the Lord. Because he believed on the saying too, I have immortality. You know, some of us are moving up and now with cancer, we don't know. It's the day the doctor will tell you that you have it. And my dad, I mean, we found out his cancer at the metastatic stage. That's at stage four, when it has spread with his heart and his lungs. He was moving. We were busy thinking it's malaria, or at some time we thought it was ulcer. For cancer to get to that stage, he has stayed in his body maybe five, six years. It was all fine, all that period. Praise the Lord. So, what are we trying to say? Because of the knowledge that John thought that he would not die, truly, if, he had, if they had told John that John, you will not reach old age, when, when they put him into that oil, he would not even struggle. Just say, well, even if the hot oil will not kill him, he will suffocate. They say, well, I think it's the end of the road for me. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So it all comes down to, again, the testimonies we hear. Do you surround yourself with people who fuel you with negativity? Now you're now negative, or you hear positivity, so you have visions and dreams of beautiful days. Praise the Lord. So this last moment of Jesus Christ with his disciples teaches us a lot. A lot. That no matter what you think you're going through, Jesus Christ is waiting to come through for you. And it's not because of now, it's because of the things that have been done. He said what? We will enter into the, in, into the harvest that we did not sow. You know, many of us used to pray, God, I will reap the fruit of my labor. I will, I will inherit this. Nobody shall reap the fruit of my labor. See, let me tell you, your Bible does not say that. Go and read your Bible very well. It says some will plant for others to come and enjoy. You will plant for others to come and enjoy. That's just it. You are enjoying what other people planted. Praise the Lord. Hope you know that man, man Abraham, first gave up his own son to die. First. And God said, hey, this guy, they try me. Yes, God said, sacrifice your son. And Abraham gave him son to die. <laughs> His son, he has waited for how many years? Praise the Lord. Okay, maybe Abraham had two, Shah. Jesus is the only begotten son. Abraham had Ishmael. But even the ones that have 20 cannot. And it's not just about many people in the Old Testament. There was one man that said, God, if you give us victory, anybody that comes out of the house first, I will sacrifice the person. In his mind, it will be a servant that will come out. I don't know where his daughter came from. How the other guys did not hold that girl? That girl said, this girl is a mad. I said, this girl will kill me. That's how Auntie just... Not only did she come outside, she ran. I came to come and hug him. This is me. He will kill me today. Praise the Lord. The truth is that he would have won that war without even making that sacrifice. But that's where we go ahead, you know, to want to do God's work. And so he committed himself. Praise the Lord. So sometimes, try this calm down. Try calming down. Why is your blood hot? Praise the Lord. 
Pray that God will help us in Jesus' name. Peter is on the one also that went ahead and said, God, no matter what, I will die by your side. Nobody asked him. Praise the Lord. God understands. If you are a weakling, God knows. If you are a strong person, God knows. There's no need trying to prove your... Who are you? Praise the Lord. Yeah. Who are you? This person that made Toyota car now, the car will just be... For the owner. When you just gonna move your brain box, that motor is dead and gone. Praise the Lord. So, may God help us in Jesus' name. And when the darkest hour comes, let us remember that Jesus Christ prayed for us. Me, as a seminar, I'm not even stressing myself. Come on, I've stopped fasting. Now that they say Jesus even prayed for us. If things hard me, I'll find out. That prayer. The prayer don't finish. Praise the Lord. Fast if you must fast. I have reasons why I do what I do. Praise the Lord. But what I'm trying to tell you is that our life is made easy by God and the love of God. And what is expected of us is to also transfer this love to one another. Show mercy. Show compassion. You are not in their shoes. So you don't know why they did what they did. Praise the Lord. You're not in their shoes. You don't know why they did what they did. It's easy for you to say, ah, this guy. Ah, that girl. May God not allow us to see things that are bigger than us in Jesus' name. Hope you know people have seen things that changed them from talking too much to just be quiet all their life. Hope you know. God bless you. Any question? Thank you. 
He spoke to Peter, and he said to Peter, Peter, um, sin is at your door. The devil has come to steal your soul. But I pray, I have prayed to God that your soul and your faith will remain strong. Praise the Lord. So we all know that Peter um, uh, denied Jesus. A lot of people always make emphasis to that thing and see it as something as um, Peter committed a sin. Peter did not sin. He only did what? anybody would do in that situation. But the sin Jesus Christ was talking about was not denying him. It was about the fact that after denying Jesus Christ, Peter would not be able to carry on the assignment because he would feel so bad about what he has done and he would go and start living in hiding and he would forget about the fact that he was ordained by God to lead the disciples. And so Jesus Christ said, I have prayed for you that your faith will not fail. And you'll be able to carry on this journey. Praise the Lord. So now, after Jesus Christ had died, everywhere was like, what is happening? Nothing is happening. Peter was going through a lot mentally. He had, betray- he had denied the one he said he would die for. How was he going to talk to the disciples and say, look, let us continue from where Jesus stopped, when even him, he feels like he has offended Jesus. Praise the Lord. And so Peter went back to what he was doing before Jesus called him. Because, I mean, the time of Jesus is over now. What can we do? So he went fishing. And to worsen the situation, he could not catch anything. Praise the Lord. Just so that he can be in the mental space of, this is where I was before Jesus Christ. Where I was not catching any fish. Praise the Lord. And then just at that point where all hope is lost, Jesus Christ appeared unto him. Amen. Amen. The prayer that Jesus Christ prayed for Peter before dying came to life. The answer was brought to him. Just when everything seemed like it was over, Jesus Christ appeared and said, Have you not caught any fish? 
And he said, no. And he said, cast your net. Praise the Lord. So it's a second chance. So we're going to start the journey again, you and I, just the same way. Jesus Christ came to tell Peter that, look, there's not, nothing has changed. He is still a child of God. Exactly the same way they met at the beginning, when Jesus Christ said, cast your net into the waters. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So the prayer of God for Peter came to pass. Exactly when he needed it. If Jesus had not come at that point, Peter would feel like, well, there's nothing special about me anymore. I'm the same old person. There's no need to even lead the disciples. In fact, he was already sneaking out. You know, let me go to my place very quiet and go and catch fish. But the disciples say, talk. Anywhere you go, we'll go with you. So they decided to follow him. He had already stepped down from the leadership authority. Praise the Lord. Because he felt that he had betrayed God and he had failed Jesus. Praise the Lord. But the prayer that Jesus Christ made for him came to pass. Now continue from there. and tempted him with bread. Praise the Lord. The Bible says that Peter immediately found out it was Jesus. He wore his cloth. I don't know why he was fishing naked. But Naim <laughs> Sabisha. So he wore his suit and jumped into the water. He saw that the boat would even slow him. You know? And swam very fast to go and meet Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Maybe he thought that jumping into the water, the water will allow him to walk on top so he can quickly run to Jesus. But what are we to learn there? There's a difference between grace and love. Remember, that story is very familiar. When God came into the Garden of Eden, the children of Adam and his wife were naked. And they said God were naked, so they hid from God. They had already made clothes with leaves. Praise the Lord. But this time... With the coming of Jesus Christ, someone who was naked, instead of running from God, ran to God. That's what the love of God, true grace, can do. Praise the Lord. You know, we always have this temptation to think that when you preach about grace, you're leading people to sin. That because you're preaching grace, then people will commit sin. But look at it clearly. Grace will not push you from God. It will actually bring you closer to God. You can see Peter too was naked. And Peter had done something wrong. So instead of hiding from Jesus, because he would say, ah, maybe Jesus, today is the day Jesus will ask me, why did I deny him? He ran to Jesus Christ. Because he knew that in Jesus Christ he will find forgiveness. 
In Jesus Christ, we will find comfort. Praise the Lord. Again, we are to learn that this, the Bible accounted that they had 153 fishes, which was big for the net, but the net would not break. Praise the Lord. The Bible did not put that for no reason. A lot of us have something God is telling us to do, but we feel that we are too small to do it. We don't have the ability. Just like that net, naturally we don't have the ability to hold that much fish. But because of the power of God, the net could hold as many as all those fishes. Praise the Lord. So some of us have uh, uh, something God has called us to do. It may not even be in preaching. It may be in your office. It may be in your career. It may be somewhere. But you just feel that, ah, this thing is too big. I don't have the money. I don't have the energy. I don't have the connection. I don't know how to do it. Praise the Lord. When God is about to do something, he doesn't care about you. It's not about you. It's about every other person. Do you think the disciples will eat all those fish? No. They will share it to people. Praise the Lord. So, we have to learn that when we have a leading from God, when something is leading our heart to do it, we should start doing it. Start moving towards that direction. You no, it cannot be ashamed. Praise the Lord. You cannot be ashamed. Why? Because all of us will die. No matter what you have tried to do and you fail, when you die, everybody forgets about it. But if it's God that sent you, it's God that will stay longer than us. So if anybody will take the shame, he is the one that will take the shame. Praise the Lord. So when you are led by God to do something, begin to do it. Praise the Lord. Because God will give you the ability to carry on that journey. And we are also to learn, you see, we also come from a place where we have been taught to do for God, so that God will do for us. God cares about us much more than we can imagine. They went out to catch fish. Okay? God did not only give them fish. Now they have caught fish. God thought about the fact that these guys were all out all night and they will be hungry and they will be tired. So what did he do? Before they would even get to the shore, he had already roasted fish and bread. So they are just coming and they are eating food. He had already done them good by giving them fish. But he went ahead to make sure they were comfortable. Praise the Lord. What am I trying to say? The, much, the more you think in your head that we only benefit from God as much as we do for God, you're wrong. Because God will do more than you can imagine. So a lot of us have already come up with this tradition that certain things happen to us because we fail to do certain things for God. God is doing what he wants to do for you. It's left for you to reciprocate or not. And he's not even interested in you reciprocating to him. He wants you to reciprocate to others. That's why I say, if you love me, you keep my commandment. And this I command you, that what you love one another. Praise the Lord. Some of us think that the blessing we have today is because we've put so much money into the house of God. Of course, if you give, you get. But we are much more blessed because God chose to bless us. And that is why when we are in a place of favor, we should not look down on other people. 
and say you don't have because of the way you live your life. If it's within your means to show love, you show love. If it's not, the best you can do is not criticize people. Praise the Lord. Because you see that they are thinking about the ones they will catch, but God has gone ahead of them to think about the ones they will eat when they come off the shore. Because they will need energy. They were all out all night. So that's the God we serve. Let us not become victims of religious blackmail. What God has for us, he has given unto us. The Bible says the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. It's a gift of God. It's not something you buy with money. You cannot buy it with money. It is what he has given to you. You bringing your money and doing what you're doing. You're, doing, you're wasting your time. God will not be happy with anybody who puts millions of naira into church building. Whereas in your community there's no light and there's no road and there's no water. You can build a borehole that will serve your village, but you would rather buy a big television and put so that people can see the face of the pastor that you are seeing standing. Because you feel that it's when you do for God that God will do for you. That's wrong. The, the people, the disciples, when they went into the water, were they thinking about Jesus Christ? They were there to catch fish for themselves. But Jesus Christ thought about the fish they would catch, caught, gave them fish, still gave them the one they would eat. They already met him roasting fish and it was bread already. Praise the Lord. God looks after us. Amen. And then, the next one, continue. Okay, sorry. Praise the Lord. So Jesus called them to eat. The Bible said none of them asked who is this because they knew it was the Lord. For the Bible to put that clause, none of them asked. Maybe he wasn't looking the way he used to look. But they could tell that he was Jesus because he cared for their welfare. Praise the Lord. Okay? That's something that Jesus would do. He would always consider what have they eaten. They knew it was Jesus because he performed the miracle. And that is it. A lot of us don't see God every time. All of us are blind to God. God can be standing right here with us. We would not see him. That's us, human beings. Because why? We are too focused on our problems. We are too focused on, our, on, on, the, on the struggles of life. That we can't see God. And I, I know Jesus was a master of disguise. Because every time in the Bible, there was a time they said, kill him, kill him. He was right there, kill him, kill him. And the next thing the Bible says, he went through their midst and they could not, they did not know he was the one. But the truth is, we are too fixed on our problems that we don't see Jesus. And the only time we see Jesus is when he does a miracle. And he knows this and that's why he comes into our life with miracle. Praise the Lord. So Jesus would have been like, hey, see me, I'm over here. Jesus, he said, ah, you have people caught fish. They said, no, yeah, cast your net, you will catch fish. Because he comes in a grand style. But he's always been there. But they could not see. Praise the Lord. All along, he set that fire. He started roasting the fish. And they were close to the shore. But they didn't see him until he did a miracle. 
even as they were eating with him, they were not so clear if he's the one, but they said they did not ask who is this, for they knew he was the Lord. Because they had seen the works of his hand. And this is something that Jesus Christ can do. What will they say about you? Praise the Lord. What will they say about you? How will they know you? Is it when somebody will be like, ah, there's one guy that I borrowed money, he has refused to pay me. They'll be like, is it brother Mike? They'll be like, ah, so you know him. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Or will they say that there's one guy like that? That the guy is a very quiet man, he doesn't have stress. Very nice man. Is he the one driving that black car? Yes, you know him. Which would you rather be associated with? Praise the Lord. Or don't give him money, he doesn't pay back. Don't do business with that guy, he's not a straightforward person. Don't buy from his shop. He used to sell fake things. Praise the Lord. So how would you be recognized? This is just going before you. Some people, once they enter this room, before at their door, I'm standing here, you can perceive their perfume. And people already know them with perfume. Once this perfume enters, this person is around. Some people, is argument. Once they start hearing noise from outside, they know this person. Some people, is like, so how are you going to be introduced? You don't know people know you. But the question is, how do they know you? Praise the Lord. And then continue. Quickly, quickly, quickly. When they had what? So when they had denied, Jesus said to Simon. Denied care. When they had. Sorry, when they had died, Jesus said to Simon, Simon, son of Jonah, love and love me more than me. He said unto me, Hey Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. And he said unto me, Feed my lamb. He said to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonah, love and thou me. He said unto me, Hey Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto me, Yes, Jesus said unto me, he shall not have, but I feel that he died in my 
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, this other part, Jesus Christ asked Peter three times, do you love me? You know, for every time Peter denied Jesus, Jesus Christ asked him, do you love me? And he said, yes, I do. Now, Jesus Christ was trying to remove the guilt from Peter's mind. Peter was still carrying the guilt of the betrayal. And some of us would be like, I know you're asking me this question because I betrayed you. I'm sorry. But Peter had said, no, I, I love you. And God is like, of course, that is what I want. Praise the Lord. I'm not angry with you. The question here should be Peter asking Jesus, Jesus, do you still love me after I betrayed you? But Jesus Christ is asking him, you, do you love me? Because for me, there's no problem between us. And he asked him to the point where he got angry. You know? So that all that is in Peter's mind can be removed. Because Peter would become the, the, the pillar. Praise the Lord. And if Peter never saw Jesus Christ again, he would still have that grudge in his mind. But now he and Jesus Christ have spent time and everything was over. Praise the Lord. And God, Jesus told him, see, a time will come where you would not be able to do anything for yourself. It's not that Peter will get old. But when it's time for him to die, the power of God will be as if it has left him. Because he would escape from prison, he would do all those things. But when the time for death comes, he would not have the power to escape from prison anymore. Praise the Lord. And then Peter saw John following them. This was supposed to be a private conversation. But John was eavesdropping. And Peter thought to himself, the only way to keep this secret between me and Jesus Christ is to rope John into the conversation. And he said, God, what of this one? So that when Jesus Christ talks about John, John will not go outside and tell people what they discuss. That's a very smart move. If you are stealing money in your office, stop. But if, you're still, if you still want to steal, share it with everybody. So when you see come, you say, I, I will mention names. Praise the Lord. So, he said, let's rope John into it. And Jesus Christ, who is smarter than all of them, say, you want to rope John? What if John lives forever? What is your business? What concerns you what I want to do with John? Praise the Lord. And it's very important to us because some of us come to church and you see this man and this wife, they've been married for 20 years and they don't have child and you're like, maybe the woman was doing an abortion when she was young. What is your business? If God has refused to give them child, what is it to you? Or maybe the man had children and the children died. What is it to you? Praise the Lord. If I've decided to give Mr. A Jeep and give Mr. B bicycle, what is it to you? What is your business? You have your own cross to carry. Praise the Lord. If you cannot help somebody's problem, the least you can do is not talk about it or worsen the situation by condemning them. So Jesus said, Peter, what is it to you? What is, what is your problem? And then the other people, because John went about to tell them that I wouldn't die. And Jesus Christ said, I did not say he would not die. I only said, what if I wanted to stay till I come? But with John went ahead believing it. And amongst all the disciples, only John that did not die a, pre, a, 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 a crucifixion death. Because he always believed it. And every time death came on him, he would, remember, he would think to himself, oh, I wouldn't die. So he would make effort to escape the death. But if they tell you that you will die at 35, I assure you that it's even not Nike that will jam you and you will die. Because you've made up your mind that you will die. But John, even when they put him in hot boiling oil, the oil would not burn him, but he would have drowned in the oil if he had accepted that, oh, maybe my time has come. But he struggled to come out. Praise the Lord. Because of the testimony he had heard and in putting it in his mind and he believed. 
and he lived longer than all the disciples. Praise the Lord. So what again are we to learn from there? Testimonies, what we hear, the people we associate with. If you're going about to people who are complaining, complaining, and putting curses on themselves, you'll be cursed because you'll believe it. But if you're about positivity, I can do it, I can be this, I can be that, you will achieve all those things. Praise the Lord. I pray that God will help us in Jesus' name. Let us stand up.